Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. What the front time, bitch! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's episode features the one and only Scott Mellinger of the metalcore band Zayo, as well as the Pack Band and Lonely Ghost Parade. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to let you guys know that on June 19th, I'll be hosting Horror Movie Trivia Night at Seven Sounds Brewing Company right here in my hometown of Elizabeth City, North Carolina. It'll be teams of two to four with sign-ups stopping at seven, so make sure you come out early to sign up. It's going to be a ton of fun, and the winning team will get a grand prize. So make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on that, as well as the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club. It's only $2 a month. You'll get a shout-out on a future episode, some stickers in the mail, and also start Starting in June, I'll be dropping a bonus episode each month for the Patreon only. That'll be a watch-along of something horror-related, and we're starting in June with some of my favorite short films from Ari Aster. And then in July, we'll be doing a watch-along of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Link for that will be in the description if you're interested. Also, you can just support the podcast the free way by sharing it or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. And lastly, I just want to make a correction to something I said in the episode. I didn't realize that Steven Spielberg did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I thought James Mangold did, and I made that comment, and it led us down a conversation that uh, I really wanted to leave into the episode, so I just didn't edit it out. So thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. Oh my Uh, god, holy shit, those fucking posters. What else do you have on that shelf? uh, These are all uh, my Blu-rays and stuff, but then I have some of the Toonie Terrors. I have the Sphere from Phantasm. um, That's a baby shower invite to Rosemary's Baby. That's uh, amazing. Killer Clowns. That's Victor Crowley figure. And then I have uh, Kane with a chest burster. Oh, shit. Cool. Oh, yeah, those I remember. Dude, actually, our uh, our merch guy, like our merch company, Holy Mountain, uh, Danny, the guy that runs it, yep. is really good friends with the Super 7 dude. Hell yeah. So I'm like, I wish that dude would just fucking hook me up with like every goddamn thing. That and like NECA and all those. I mean, I still have like when McFarlane did those movie maniac figures, I still have a bunch of those ones too. But oh, that's fucking rad. I love it. Oh, yeah. Now I have my, um, I always forget his name, uh, John Leguizamo, the clown from Spawn. I still have that somewhere like in storage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, oh, uh, when they did the movie Maniac of that one, I was like, fuck, this is so cool. I had to keep it. I, can't remember, I think he becomes the terrorizer by the end of the thing, but I can't remember what they call what his clown name is or whatever. But Yeah, I can't remember what it was because I think it was just like a different name. Aren't they supposed to do? I thought they were doing a new Spawn movie. There's, that's what I thought, too. And uh, I thought Jamie Foxx was attached. And then it seems like that's, it was. Like, I, same thing. That's what I saw, too. Yeah, I don't know if it's one of those that it's just like, you know, they keep going back and forth about like you know, how gory they want to go or whatnot, but I'm hoping that uh, it just, eventually gets off the ground. But. Yeah. Dude, just fucking R is everybody's that dude. All the R movies do well now. So just do it. <laughs> right. Wasn't even uh if I'm not mistaken, the Batman was rated R and that shit was fucking like yeah. dog for a while. So and the yeah, dude. was top for a while. So yep. That too. Like all the Deadpools are like fucking brutal and yeah. Logan. Make them. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, that movie. I fucking love that one. It was out. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's the movie that right there that like uh 
uh, James Mangold did that I'm like, even though he did uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I still have faith in him going forward in this uh, next Indiana Jones movie because he did fucking Logan. So he made up for it. Yeah. And I think, too, like it was probably like stupidity from the writing aspect of it. Like, I feel like the direction of the movie was fine. But like, I think the whole idea this and the new Indiana Jones idea looks badass. So hopefully they'll they'll do a good one. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, no, and I heard that they still like reference what's like happened to Mutt or whatever in this. So it's not like they like just wrote them off. You know, they at least Good. Like, say something. So I heard that That's people awesome. won't really like that, or I heard that some people won't really like that because you know they want them written off. But it's like fuck it. At least they don't ignore it. There's no reason. To yeah, it. Harrison Ford's in it and. Like you said, the movie looks great. I actually enjoyed it yeah. when I watched it, but I watched it when oh, I was yeah. like 11. So I don't know. Well, that's a, in Crystal Skulls. Like I liked, I think the only thing that was weird is, and it, just like anything, dude, like when you make a fucking alien movie, the aliens are always going to be weird to make. Like I can't, other than like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like a movie where the alien was like, holy shit. Like actually that Nope movie, I was like, wow, that's cool. They did something different. Yeah. And then in Signs, the alien was kind of cool at first when you saw that little scene and then when they show them it's like God, every time they show an alien it's just like never as cool as i want it to be yeah no especially when like the aliens are the back concept of the film it always seems mm-hmm. like they, they ignore too much about like their actual like the concept of what the aliens look like and stuff because like uh of course you know we could talk about like alien predator those films they, exactly like, focus perfect on the, yep yeah they focus on those characters for like them to be the forefront even nope you know as like a whole character in itself but uh films where the like the aliens are literally just like the backdrop it's kind of like you know, know, they were like, oh, they just afterthoughts. Yeah, you know, they should have got like a good team, like KB or somebody to come in and make some like real practical, like designs, like crazy looking shit. But I agree. They went too basic, oh. I feel like, but especially for Indiana Jones's past stuff. But I know, like, man, you could do really cool shit with that. It's awesome. Even though we, we already chatted a little bit about like horror yeah, movies really. and stuff. Uh, <laughs> before we dive, you know, straight into the horror movie stuff, you know, in general, I do want to uh, say congrats. You know, I saw you guys announced a little bit of a uh, like a four day run coming up in July. So congrats on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing finally doing a little bit more touring this year. So in June, we go actually West Coast and then July, we're doing some stuff. And then September, we're going to be doing some stuff. And then maybe even like later in the year. So we've been sort of like slower at getting shows going just because of our how old we all are and all that shit. But like, I think we're going to try to keep it a little more consistent this year and next year and until we can't fucking move. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you 100% for sure. No, I'm uh trying to make it up for that Pennsylvania date for uh in July because I have some buddies that live up in that area. So I definitely Well yeah, I see that you've done like you've had Travis on here a bunch. Yeah, he's he's up here uh monthly. So like he's uh, part of my, my monthly co-host uh roundtable thing I do. So. Oh awesome. Yeah, he's maybe one of my favorite people of all time. So. Hell yeah. No, he's super good dude for <laughs> sure. We're planning on trying to make a uh trip and I'll, I'll meet up at the exorcist steps later this year because it's the 50th anniversary oh yeah so, and the and new one's re- coming out yeah that's it yep yep so i told my wife it comes out on our anniversary so i was like i might have to hijack her anniversary oh that's cool go up to dc because it's like it'd be cool to see that and then like walk down and uh see it because we got married on october 13th so it was oh. friday the 13th at the time and of course it like you know it's cool that they're putting it out on i think it's a friday the 13th this time too. yeah so, yeah that's all oh, that's awesome and wildly it's like every six years so it's like six six it's fucking wild. oh <laughs> yeah dude wow so. i didn't even realize that <laughs> but oh yeah and you also play in you know pack as well as uh lonely mm-hmm. ghost parade uh, do you have anything yep. coming up with those guys that you want to mention or you know even yeah. any other things was uh zayo before we move into the horror stuff well i mean we literally like the pack stuff we just i mean we're all rehearsing and like trying to get more music out and all that the lonely ghost parade stuff has been a little bit uh put to the back burner but i've been 
trying to get that kind of moving again because I just like yeah. that that sad fucking, you know, like I like that stuff. And then we have our Crimson Corridor, the last day of record, has been out for a little bit. So we are now like in the process of sifting through like all of the written stuff that we've had and like maybe trying to write some more stuff so we're kind of getting in the mode of uh writing for the new zaya record too so and then the show's coming up so yeah we're just trying to stay as busy as possible with all of it because and the nice thing dude is we just do it ourselves so you know we we kind of have our we got to push ourselves but at the same time you get it done the way you want it and it comes out the way you want it so yeah is that something that you guys usually work on when you like hit the road together like uh you know start like sifting through the songs while you're like traveling and stuff yeah like i kind of do a lot of writing at home and then i will send off all that stuff and like we'll listen to stuff while we're out uh people come up with ideas while we're out you know we don't have a lot of time to like actually work on things but like we'll grab the phone and voice memo the amp while we're sound checking or some shit (laughs) but um yeah yeah we just go through stuff and you know then we'll all come back and sort of like woodshed all the ideas together, come up with the good patterns to put the songs in. And it's, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of like, it sort of feels like a lot of like work, but man, it's really like uh, music to me. We don't look at it like that. I like, I don't, we don't put records out to give a shit about what happens to them. We put records out to like, there has to be a mood and we have to have a feel to the song. So as long as we're stoked about it, we put them out. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. There was somebody uh, just recently. I can't. I think it was actually uh, M Shadows. I was listening to an interview he did or whatever, and they asked him if he would, if like Avenged Sevenfold is going to do another record or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his response was, you know, if we have something to say, he was like, we don't just put records out because we have to. He's like, uh, so I definitely could see that for sure. You know, with you yeah. guys as well. So it's like not forcing shit out just because a, a label needs you to, you know, or something like that. So. No, we just like to. I mean, if we like, that's a good way to put it. Dan, well, Dan's always writing, so like every time we come to Dan with music, he has books of lyrics. So um, Dan always has something to say. And then, yeah, I like that, that, that way of saying it. We have something to say. We'll do, we'll put it out. Oh yeah. Now a lot of times like you're, you know, expect like a cliche answer or something, but I like, like, that's why yeah. I brought it up. Cause I'm with you. I kind of like, it works, that, you know, man. like yeah. yeah, don't force it, you know, wait until it's ready, but hell yeah. But like shout it. out Dan. He's been on the show as well back in the uh, past of uh, probably two and a half years now. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're all like, I mean, anytime anybody has any horror movie, like adjacent thing, we're a huge fans. So, oh, yeah. No, and I definitely have been following you for a while with intention to have you on. It's just, I'm one of those people that I reach, like, sometimes I'll think about it and be like, okay, I'll reach out when I need a guest. And then sometimes <laughs> I don't think about it because, like, uh, when I reach out to people, like, sometimes I'll reach out and it takes six months to respond because they're either on tour or like they just don't check DMs like that and stuff. And, um, so when you followed me back, I was like, okay, I can reach out to him when it's the time comes. Yeah. But then I get like overwhelmed with people and shit, you know? So. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I can imagine, like we've talked about doing the podcast thing and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Cause you, there would be times where like, there's probably nobody you could get on and whatever. And then that's a pain in the ass. But then if you get overwhelmed with a ton of different people, it's just like, you never know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And then awesome. by the time it comes out, everything they said on it was like two months old. So yeah. Yep. Yep. We just will drop like mid June. So like everything pretty much. Oh. Know, it'll be so uh, it'll be like yeah it'll be right when we're leaving and it'll that's awesome perfect yeah which july will be uh you know still have be plenty of time to promote those four shows in july as well that we talked yeah about. yep but hell yeah which uh speaking of that uh any anything else that you want to mention you know about any of the projects before we dive into the horror movie stuff i think that's kind of it um just the shows and and, and the writing and the working on 
kind of putting some stuff. Oh, actually, no, real quick. We are also like we, uh, this was maybe a year and a half in the making or, or so, but when everybody was doing the live stream stuff, Zayo did one and we record, like had it filmed pretty like really professionally and nice. And, and we're always in the back of our minds thinking we would release this as some sort of official release. So yep. we're in the process of that. Cause we want to do, we wanted to release like a Blu-ray and like probably do a vinyl record of the audio and CD and all that stuff. But we really yep. wanted to get that Blu-ray like high def live stream, uh, thing out so that should be coming we're hoping sometime this year so that should be you know we usually try to get something like if, if it's a reissue or or something like that or a new record we always try to have something out within you know six months or so so yeah oh yeah no i definitely look forward to that I, that's something that i feel like is missing you know a lot of people just put their shit on youtube it's like i like to have a blu-ray you know that way you can see Me some too. The scenes and like they like own it you know like put it in when you want and uh i i totally agree hell yeah i'll definitely look forward to that for sure so but uh so uh diving into the horror movies usually my first question that i like to ask all my guests is uh what was your relationship with them growing up and did it change at all as you got older and became an adult so it didn't really change much because i just i fell in love with a lot of stuff i fell i think like a lot of what started my interest because i didn't have like my parents weren't you know horribly overbearing so i watched some pretty awful shit pretty young (laughs) Oh, yeah. So like, I mean, I remember like probably the first movie that honestly like made me feel weird was RoboCop, the original oh, RoboCop. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I'm pretty sure I saw like the unrated because I know that I think there was like an X rated, but I, every time I see it anywhere, it's just listed as unrated. Yeah. Um, but the unrated version were like, you know, when Ed 209's shooting dude in the, in the office and like you see every piece of flesh popping off his chest and you know when they originally like when they go after um uh murphy and they're like you know shoot his hand off and like everything like kind of stayed so i remember watching that version where it's like his hand shot off and it's there for you're like feels like 10 minutes you're looking at it yeah um but that movie and it was cool too because like i did even at a young age like i watched that and it made me feel weird, but I also did know and got really, really into the whole idea of special effects. So I knew, like, I knew it wasn't real. And I knew there was like an effects team that worked on these movies and did all that kind of stuff. So like that piqued my interest because I've always loved that. Yeah. Um, Shout out Mark Mixon. Uh, he worked on uh, RoboCop. Oh, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so RoboCop was probably the first movie I watched where I was like, like the gore aspect was like, holy shit, uh, this is something I can definitely start to be into. Um, yeah. And there's then, a shirt that says uh, RoboCop shot a dude's dick off. Have you seen this? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think that like, but my, probably my first memory of like a, like a horror movie that like I wasn't ready for. I, somehow I watched Portergeist when I was really young and that oh, yeah. scared the shit out of me. Most PG. Um, so a lot of people like, yeah. without knowing, you know, yeah yeah it's like you don't think it's going to be and it was super terrifying um for a little i mean i was probably like seven or eight yeah when he starts um, peeling his face off and stuff in the mirror oh, that fucking God. still gets me to this day oh like, it's feels queasy oh it's so brutal um yeah. but yeah that that and then like obviously i kind of moved up once i saw like trauma movies like opened me up to a lot of different stuff i loved all the carpenter stuff all the like carpenters probably still 
of all those directors, even though he's done a ton more than just horror, but like the thing is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Um, so like that kind of moved in and then like, I don't know. I mean, all that, like, I just love all the, I like this, like fantasy horror, um, like phantasm. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a lot of those like, like full moon feature movies, like head of the family and all that shit. I remember seeing those when I was younger. Oh yeah. Um, that movie gets me weak as shit just because uh, the two people at the beginning, like every time they talk, they have to fuck. So they're like off like yeah. having sex, having conversations <laughs> the whole movie. It's like, what the I fuck? know it's so weird, but it's so, yeah, it's so awesome. That basket case, like I've been watching. So like I have shutter and like Tubi and all that shit. And dude, like, I can't believe, cause I'll just go through those horror sections and be like, Oh my God, I remember all this. I remember this. I remember this. And it's been, it's so much fun, but I, yeah, I, I got into that kind of stuff really young and it just, as anybody, you know, you just like in music, like you start out with, with like black Sabbath and like that kind of thing. And then you move into the Metallica. So you, you want more every time. So you go from like, okay, I'm going to watch this to like, that's oh, there's these fucking faces of the death movies. What the hell is this about? You know? yeah. Or like when they did, I think traces of death was something too, that I got into and, well, like perfect, just, that's a perfect example. Metallica, you're like Kirk Hammett used to be in Exodus, so you check out Exodus, and it leads you. So it's like then you watch, like for instance, like you watch ET. You're like Dee Wallace. She's in the yep. the Howling. Then she's in fucking Critters. It's like yeah, it's like a perfect so uh, much. Yep. Yeah, it does the exact same thing. It's like you kind of just follow the people, you know, and they're you know where they were and stuff, or you know even just mm -hmm. similar bands and you know who they bring on tour with them, and that you know leads you down rabbit holes. Uh, it really does, and I think too, like those movies have that same kind of they 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 scratch that itch that metal does. Like, I feel like yeah. horror and metal have like a really like the same type of thing. And what is, um, what's the one late girl's name that was in? Cause I'm, I love like the first, well, all the two reanimator movies, but there was the one, was it a Barbara? Oh, shit, oh, Crampton. That's it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah so like reanimator, all that, like, dude, there's so many good movies, so much good stuff out there. Oh yeah. No, I agree 100%. Uh, Randomator is one of my favorites as well. And uh, mm -hmm. it sucks that she wouldn't come back for the sequel because it would have been cool to see like what they would have done if she would have, you know, done the sequel. Stuff. Yeah, she's like done so many like from beyond, you know, uh, yep, yep. you are next more recently and stuff. So I know there's so much. And I love too that there are like these movies because like even people could say like, you know, 70, the early first Halloween movie will always be, it'll, you just can't touch it. And I don't think making more halloween movies that you even have to think about that like that's okay like yeah halloween can be its thing and then you can keep doing them i'm gonna keep watching them you're never gonna touch the first one but that's okay that's not like it's not like negative like oh this is never going to be as good as this one it's just you're just not going to yeah um but like, when you go I back love... on sorry i'm gonna cut you off but when you go back no, no, no. and watch the first one though it doesn't like uh you don't watch the first one and think oh man they really fucked it up after this it's like you just watch no. it and enjoy it for what it is like it's like damn that was good like every well, time dude, it's like it's the same thing as like Texas Chainsaw to me. Like you watch, oh, yeah. all, like, you know, there's a certain aspect of like psychological horror that, you know, like a movie like Halloween or a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like those movies are super like tame. They're really not gory at all. There's yeah. like hardly any blood in really either of them. The subject matter and that part of it is what really drives that horror. And I think what happens is like, you already like once you did it, once you made the shape and once you've done that whole thing, you can't really ever get back people not under like 
that being like a shock to them. So yeah. now like you have to sort of fall back on like, well, let's make Michael Myers this thing that just crushes and does all this gory killing. It's really never what Halloween was going to be anyway. And really the funny thing is like, and as a, any person would, I don't want to say it like I know something somebody doesn't, but like that wasn't Carpenter's main thing. He wasn't going to do Halloween with Michael Myers. They just, he was going to do a different Halloween story every day. That's why Halloween three was what it was. And it was yeah. going to be, wasn't supposed to be that same thing, but I'm glad it is. Cause I love the Michael Myers character. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. This is, these movies, but I love the fact that like the, the actresses and some of the actors that played in those early movies get a chance to like revisit those worlds. And, you know, with Halloween, there's a bunch of like the same, uh, why can't I remember his name? The same guy that played Michael Myers with the mask was doing it in the newer ones too. So yeah, uh, James Drew Courtney. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love, I love that they were able to do that. Um, and yeah, I do literally anything that comes out. I'm always going to give it a shot. Even if like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not one of those type of horror fans that like has to be this way or I'm going to be pissed off. Like yeah. I always, I even, I guess maybe this is because I'm a musician too. Like I always feel like I'm going to give the artist an opportunity to just show me what he has. Like, I'm not going to go into anything automatically reserved. Like he could even, for example, I'm a big evil dead fan. Right. Yeah. Does this new Evil Dead movie seem like it has anything to do with what Evil Dead is? To me, eh, a little bit, not really. Yeah. Like, I think of Evil Dead, and I don't like, I can't disassociate Bruce Campbell from them because yeah. he's such a huge part of those movies. And especially, like, you really only have one Evil Dead movie that's scary, every other one has slapstick in it. Yeah. So, like, but I'm still like, I. I can't wait to see this new one. I, I don't even know if I'll like it, but I'm in. Same. <laughs> you know, no, I'm, it, I'm definitely going on Thursday. Like as yeah. soon as it opens. Yeah. And it's, and it, and I think too, like the last, even the last one that they just, they, when they remade it earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I liked what they were doing with it. Like I like going in that direction because if you're not going to have Bruce Campbell, get rid of the slapstick. Cause it's him. Yeah. Like if you don't have him and whatever, but at the same time, it bums me out that they can't just do another one with him or like, I mean, we, we got the TV show Ash vs. evil dead's goddamn flawless. I love it. So yeah. there's that, but yeah, I don't know. I just wish they would kind of just do another one with Ramy and Campbell and, you know, well recently while they were doing press for uh, evil dead rise, uh, they, uh, Bruce did say that he would do one again if Ramy was doing it. And Sam Raimi acted surprised and was like, oh, really? Like, that might be a thing. You know, like, like maybe, yeah. uh, like, I didn't Jeez. know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, because Bruce Campbell, well, I, I was listening to him on another podcast and he's kind of retired from acting, you know, mostly because I did. his body won't let him. But mm -hmm. he's, so he's doing a lot of, he's like done a, he has a publishing company and he's publishing a lot of scripts that he either wrote that were supposed to be him as the lead. And he said he even has some like Westerns that his mom wrote and everything that he's going to be publishing no his books instead. So, oh, uh, that's cool. That, but, Oh yeah, jeez, yeah. I would give anything to see another, just a, another Evil Dead with those two dudes. Yeah, just have like all the old people. You know, you could even have you know Tapper still produce it. You know, he produced this new one. You could have mm -hmm. uh, Scott Spiegel on board. You know, even in the cameo role, you could have K and B come back. You know, or at least you know, uh, I think it's just K and B now. I think uh, you know because uh, or no, it's uh, Kurtzman left, so it's just N and B. Okay. I don't know what they're, but they still go by K and B, I believe. But okay. either way, uh, 
So uh, it you know it'd just be awesome to see everybody return. And I'm sure that those three would just get back together to do it because they're still friends. They just split apart a little bit, you know, as far as companies yeah. go. But um, well, didn't too like I think even with this with Evil Dead Rise, Campbell was attached to it to a degree, or wasn't he? Like, didn't yeah. he? He's okay, a producer, so, and supposedly yep. he has like a voice cameo, like on one of the, like a tape or something. You know, Perfect. like nothing. Okay. Like it's not supposed to be as Ash. It's just like Bruce, just like having a little wink in the in the thing. Or whatever, okay. So. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that then. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely same here. But well, uh, you mentioned uh, Evil Dead, uh, Halloween, and fuck, what was the other one that you mentioned as uh, one of your favorites? Of uh, was it um, the, thing? the thing? Oh yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, um, the thing. But you mentioned uh, those three as your favorites. Do you have any other favorites that sit up there at the top? You know, and they don't have to be like, uh, of course, like top five or nothing like that, but just like some that you really return to. Oh man, there's I could literally list like American Werewolf in London. Fuck yeah. Um. I there's a I actually didn't realize Carpenter did this. I don't I can't believe I'm actually shocked at myself. But in the mouth of madness, that movie doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. That movie is so bad. I mean, we did a whole Zayo did a whole record on Event Horizon. So oh yeah, now it's about to say Sam Neil fucking rolls. He, <laughs> yeah, don't get so he Those two movies yeah. in possession is like three fucking oh, yeah, knocked it out of parkour movies. So. Yeah, there's just like I have. So, I'm such a fan of that whole thing. I'm trying to like I'm looking at my Blu-ray section right now to see what other ones I have over there. There's, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like I'm a fan of all the flashers too. Like I love Nightmare on Elm Street, like oh, yeah. at least up to like four. Early Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, what else is over there? I'm trying to think of some other weird ones. Did you ever see Cemetery Man? No, that's uh, I've definitely heard about it a couple of times. Oh, but I've never actually seen it. That's one that's it's that's me so, for sure. It's so cool that like Dead Alive, all the like Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings took yep. over his whole life. I mean, yeah, Dead Alive anything. and uh, Bad Taste are two that I really like. Oh, yeah. Those two are such good movies. I mean, there's just so much awesome. I, I think and, you know, horror is like one of those genres, too, that I feel that like the fan base is so open. It's kind of, dude, sort of like the whole metal scene, like. Yeah. The fan base for horror movies, like you can get away with like doing as long as you have like a cool, like either like something about it that's like interesting. I think most fans will like it doesn't matter if it's low budget, people love it. If it's like whatever, I think horror fans are open to like having that kind of stuff exist because I don't see very rarely do you see movies that like break yeah that were done for like super low money like i'm actually i didn't see the skin mark yet but the yeah. out is it the outwaters it's the same director or the it's some there's a there's a movie that that director did yeah that it's like a desert like people going crazy movie i think it's called the outwaters but yeah but those movies well. yeah 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 those movies are like they're done really, really inexpensively and they're still awesome. Like that, there's that one, there's a director combo that did this. I think one's called spring. And then there's the latest one. I can't remember the latest one's name. Oh, it sucks. But like a lot of these movies are done like relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, or like, look at terrifier, dude, terrifier, like was done super cheap and look at how, I mean, how huge that got. The second one blew up. And they the, made over a million you know, in the theaters. Yeah, I think it was like, like ten million or something like that. But yeah, dude, that's like, I feel like it's really cool to see that kind of stuff happen because, like, as band, like a dude in a band that's like super like niche that doesn't like isn't going to get a lot of attention from a lot of places. Like, it's cool to see like 
it's almost like the underground. The underground's kind of like able to come grab some stuff with it, especially with horror movie genre. I feel like you can do something cool and it could be done really well, but it doesn't have to, you know, you have to don't have to spend a ton of money and still can do that. Terrifier yeah. can be in, you know, movie theaters and make that kind of money. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, and it was uh Robbie Banfitch was the guy that did Outwaters. I don't know if he did Skinner Rink, though. I think it was a different person that did Skinner Rink, but they came was out it? about the- they came out at the same time and they both had like the found footage look. So that might be why it was like, oh, okay, yeah, I thought, that way. they were both being promoted was... heavy at the same time for sure. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was something to do because I saw the outwaters. And I wanted to see that. And I thought that skin Mark had something to do with it. Yeah. No, I think it might've been the... shutter now. So if you'd have that, you can. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to do that. Cause it, that might've been it. It was just like the two movies were being pushed real hard. Yeah. Oh Yeah. No, there was a, uh, another one being pushed about the same time called Ennisman, and that literally dropped on digital today. And I'm really oh. excited for that because it looks like it's straight out of the 70s. It looks like a 70s Fulci movie, like, but it looks like it was made in the 70s and everything, like from the green on it. I'm oh, like, excited for it. I so. love that. Well, that, I, dude, I didn't even talk about all the new Nicolas Cage horror movies like Mandy, and Hell yeah. <laughs> Beyond the Black Rainbow. Well, he wasn't in that, but there's like that same director. Yeah, Panos uh, Cosmatos. What else? There's, dude, there's just too much. Like, it's, it's, I think that's the one thing about being a horror movie fan that sucks is it's just it's so overwhelming because there's so many movies yeah. and I just never have time to watch all of them. But I like, I see every single thing. Like I'm on bloody disgusting, checking all the new movies that are coming out. And I check at least once a day, like, uh, to, like for new trailers, I usually go through rotten tomato trailers. Cause it used to be mm-hmm. just called movie clip trailers or whatever the site oh, that's right. or yeah, the yeah. YouTube or whatever, but they just yeah. recently rebranded as rotten tomato trailers. So I like check that daily for new horror stuff. And then every now and then I'll check like, uh, I'll just put in horror movie trailer because like uh, something like pop. Weenie the Pooh, Blood and Honey might not show oh, up yeah, on fucking yeah. like Rotten Tomato trailers for like a day, you know, so. Oh, yeah, I wonder how that, did you get to see that movie? Is when Zach, is it out yet? That Weenie no, the Pooh one? Um, I heard that it was just kind of whatever, but I think it's out right now to rent for like the $20 range, but it, so okay. it, probably won't, it probably won't be too long before you can rent it for like $3.99 or like $6.99 or whatever, so. Okay, yeah, there's, dude, there's just so much. And then there's like, I really like too, I've seen, a couple different like movies that I guess they wouldn't necessarily be horror, but there's aspects of them that like are like really disturbing. Like I'm trying to give you an example of something because I don't like, there's a lot of those movies that come out. Like, have you ever seen Manchester by the sea? No, uh, the Casey Affleck film. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's not a horror movie what's whatever like whatsoever but like there's something that happens in that movie that's just as horrific as anything else you could ever see in a movie yeah or like i really like i mean i guess these are considered these are horror movies but like hereditary and midsummer like midsummer i i mean is it a horror movie i don't know it's i mean, it's it's billed as but i feel yeah. like you know that kind of stuff i really really love too like i like when it's almost like too it's really real yeah. Like hereditary maybe not but like midsummer was like really real felt like it was something that could that was actually just happening um but it's you know there's a horror element or whatever to that that i love um yeah like i i think that's it. like the I, I spread the gamut like it could be psychological it could be gore it could be you know, just sad <laughs> like yeah. there's so much good stuff no, fuck yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Two of my favorites are two that I always tell people it's like I wouldn't call them horror movies, but I feel like they're f- like only horror fans enjoy them. And it, mm-hmm. uh, it's Killing of a Sacred Deer. I don't know if you ever saw that. But oh my god, that and uh, the Lighthouse are two that I'm like, oh dude, horror fans will fucking love those movies. But if you're not oh. a horror fan, like, 
I mean, I know the lighthouse got a lot of like press and people, but like I've talked to a few of my friends that are horror fans and they're just like, man, I just couldn't sit through it. It was so slow. I was like, that's what's so great. Like you, you're literally watching two dudes losing their fucking minds. Yeah. And and acting in that is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That movie is why I was couldn't wait to see Pattinson as Batman. Because after seeing that, I was like, oh, that dude will do whatever. I mean, he's going to be awesome. (laughs) So yeah, the lighthouse was so good. Even like, was uh, well, isn't he the? Is it Eggers that? Is it? Uh, am, I, am I saying his last name right? So yeah, Robert Eggers. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's doing the new Nosferatu movie, right? Yeah, no, and I'm super excited for that. Yeah. I'm so excited for that because, like, dude, that's the ah, you could do so much cool stuff with with that whole like that character because, like, the Dracula thing. I'm actually now like I really enjoy like all the comedy movies that they're doing with him. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, what definitely. we do in the shadows and all that stuff, I really like. But um, yeah, if you can make like a terrifying like vampire movie, and that dude would be—I mean, that that should be really, really good. Attach that remake to anybody else, and I might have a little bit lower expectations. But I agree. Yeah, he's perfect for it. They have yeah. a new. Uh, did you see the trailer for uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter coming out? I did. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah that I'm... looked really awesome too. Oh yeah, and that's uh, Alexander Aha who did uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake, and then he also did like. Um, uh, oh. a couple of things so he's uh he's okay. done some like really good shit in the past he did uh high tension that french film that was like what oh yeah yeah started. yeah i actually i own that too so oh yeah no i mm-hmm. really enjoy his stuff it, oh wait no actually i think i might be wrong that might be andre overdahl who did uh scary stories right. in the dark oh okay, and, um, okay, okay troll hunter which is one of my favorites andre overdahl did troll hunter have you ever seen that the, i did see troll hunter yes yeah found footage just so it's not yeah. that's another one that's like not scary, but like who else would enjoy that but horror fans? Because it's yeah, footage, like it's, it's it has that whole vibe. Well, did you see? Did you are you um, a fan of the Willow Creek movie that Bobcat did? Oh, yeah, the uh, Bigfoot movie, yeah, yeah that's awesome because that's like it's weird too that it's not like a really like a horror movie, but that I think horror fans tend to like kind of go to that type of movie because, like you said, like found footage and the end of it gets crazy, and yeah, it's I love that too. Yeah, it kind of falls into like creature feature movies, you know, that yep. is like a subgenre of horror, I guess. You know, even if it's not scary, it's still creature, you know, like Godzilla, you know, people yep. talk, in King Kong, they talk about those as kind of being horror adjacent. Even uh, go back to Sam Neill, our boy, uh, Jurassic Park. A lot of people say that's like a good dude, segue horror because it gets scary. It really is. Like, yeah. I mean, you have eaten, a, dude, a T-Rex. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't want to be any just the thought of that's insane. And they do. I mean, the first one does. I mean, T-Rex fucking eats a dude off the toilet. So it's not like it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love all that stuff, man. What was, so speaking of, we were just talking about, I had a thought. Oh, I, I missed it. Troll Hunter, Willow. Oh yeah. Some of Bobcat's other movies though, like God bless America, man. Like there's some stuff in that. That's like horror. There's yeah. some stuff in like, did you ever see world's greatest dad? Oh yeah. With Robin Williams. Yeah. That's Dude, yeah. Like, such a good movie. So, like, yeah. Some of those, his movies, like they, they have those aspects of like the dark things that happen in life. And you like, you know, and they're not shown in a way. I mean, they're shown in a very depressing light. I, I can see like a horror fan appreciating that kind of stuff because, you know, it definitely isn't going to like make you happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely understand it. It fits in like the dark comedy realm, which like yeah. I feel like is super close to horror, like Heather's and um, yep. just films like that, where it's like not even scary. It's just like the shit that happens and it's like, dude, that's dark, but it's like makes yeah. you like smile and laugh the whole time. But yep, yep, like, I totally agree. I love, I feel like that stuff all has a has a kind of like a, it's all in the same world. Oh yeah. When you got up, I realized you had the, the season of the witch masks all there. 
Oh yeah, and a uh, critter <laughs> and fucking. Yep, the critter there. The uh, limit configuration my wife just got me for my birthday it was like the newest addition to the, the Hellraiser. Oh, that's amazing. But, we actually are going to be. So we had the record that came out before Crimson. It was called the Well-Intentioned Virus. We had a really awesome friend of ours, Matt Curley, do artwork for that record. And his artwork, like he's tattooed forever. And he has like, there's like this skeleton-esque figure that he uses a lot in his artwork that we all loved. And he incorporated into the Zao artwork. And our merchandising company, the guy, Danny again, Holy Mountain, um, he was able to find a company that does, I think, I I don't know when we're going to release them. I don't know when he wants to even talk about it, but whatever. He was able to, he found a company that does like masks, like not full rubber masks, but like the old school, like Ben Cooper ones. Remember the, like the ones that are like vinyl shitty thing. And then you have like your plus. So he found a company that does those. So we are in the process of trying to figure out how to do like a mask, like costume thing. Fuck yeah. That's (laughs) just for fun. Cause dude, that's like, all of us are such fans of all this. Like actually, even before I was, I didn't want to forget about this, but my, I have a friend. I don't know if you've like, how, so are you like, how far from PA do you live? So I was actually going to say, uh, I was just, uh, letting you finish it. I was gonna say shout out to Holy Mountain. I need to link up with those guys. I'm in North Carolina. So I'm actually like, Oh shit. Yeah, okay. I'm like in their neck of the woods. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So we, there's a dude that, uh, actually lives by me. His name's Nathan Hine, but he does a lot of like really fucking brutal, like underground horror stuff. And he oh, has yeah. a couple. He does like a his his uh, production company is called like Hardcore Core Movies, but he's done a couple like that. You can see him on Tubi, and I know he's had theater releases on some of his movies. But he did a movie called Keepsake that's pretty kick ass. But he's oh, yeah. working on one now um, called Collins Creepy and Company, and he was awesome enough to let me do a tiny little part of the movie so okay, i'm super awesome. excited yeah but dude his like man like i watched him from like when he started out because he did he was kind of acted in a couple of his friends movies and he has like a bunch of different friends that all work together but like dude his some of his like gore effects have like just to see his progression and he's still able to do it really inexpensively but man yeah. it just keep you, you learn new ways to do that kind of shit and it's it's so awesome i I feel like this like me and dan especially but i know like everybody in the band but like man i feel like such a kinship with like movies and like horror and all this kind of stuff that i would have loved to got into that if we didn't do music i think i would have tried really way harder to get into like doing that kind of stuff but yeah but in like it kind of sucks too because you don't really know how to get into it now it's a little easier because you can sort of network with people but yeah. dude, when we were growing up the one thing that was cool is george romero did all the movies around here so we're all romero fans obviously yeah um but savini had a like special effects costuming comp like school and uh that dude seems like kind of a cock but that was always something we talked about like, oh dude i'd love to go to school i have a couple of friends that went and they're like yeah it's not what what you think and yeah but it's still cool because tom zavini has done some pretty kick-ass stuff but but yeah like just you never feel like oh i I don't how do you even get into that kind of thing and now like i said i think what makes that underground horror movie whole thing like super exciting to me is that you can you never realize it like you just fucking meet people and start doing cool shit like 
people may actually pay attention to something you do. Oh yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. I definitely like, uh, you know, I found like practical effects is, you know, to be something so, you know, cool and even like, um, doable, even if you don't have like the art skills and stuff like yeah. later in life. And I wish, you know, I definitely wish I would have like thought about it sooner. Cause I definitely would have mm -hmm. gone, gone down that path, but I'm with you. It's like, you know, I'm 31, but you know, so I was 18 and probably like, I don't want to do the 2020, I think. Yeah. Like 2020, I was about 18 or whatever. And that was, uh, you know, or not 2020 my bad 2010 20, i was, I was about 18 yeah that's what i meant yeah. 2010 i was about 18 and even then they didn't really like tom's tom savini school was just maybe getting started and then every yeah like but by now you have stan winston has a school you know like you said tom savini like other guys like john caglione jr who did like chud and uh yeah. um dick tracy and stuff he, uh and Heath ledger's joker he's starting to do like his school stuff you know even online it's well like, that's uh, the thing dude yeah. like back when we were younger i couldn't just go on youtube and watch a dude do like a neck cut blood thing like now you yeah. can go on and just watch like hey how did this guy do this what did he do all oh, what tube did he buy like oh these are the tubes to buy to do this like yeah. so much stuff you can just find online now and it's like oh it just makes you mad because i would have loved to get in there and we even talked about it too like you know because there was video can do some things and we can sometimes have budgets for videos and i was like man i'd love to just do a horror movie and then make that our video and all of us work on it because that's all we like. all of us like that kind of shit anyway. Yeah. Um, and just do, and we actually even attempted, which could be why I feel like Savini's kind of a asshole, but we attempted to have him do a Zayo video. This was probably back in like 2005. Yeah. And it was weird. Cause we like had our like management call Savini's like company or whatever. And it seemed like there was like a possibility that it could happen. And then when we gave our budget allowance, it was kind of like, I think this was when he was like in the process of working with uh, Tarantino on death proof. And so, or, death proof. Yeah. yeah like death proof in and, general. Yeah, yeah. The two ground. Yep. And he was just like, Oh, I make that money in like an hour on. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It was like 10 grand. It wasn't like nothing. Yeah. But no, he's, um, he's the only person I've done the show for like, this is like, we're in the 180 episode, like range, like, or like closer to 185, like recording this episode. And uh, he's the only guest I haven't had him on, but he's the only person I've reached out to. And I've had people like find out I had too low of numbers and ghost me and st stuff like that. Like, that's fine. But he's the only person to ever say, yeah, I'll do it. What's your offer? And I was like, Bro, I have like, like, this was like when I first started out too. So like, even now I only have like a thousand, you know, maybe close to, I'm like getting, finally close to two. 2k followers on instagram you know my other stuff mm -hmm. isn't even that close but i'm like even then it was like you know maybe half that or way less than that and i'm like what, how do you expect me to pay you with something i'm just trying to do is like doing it as a hobby i'm not making money yeah. off of it especially i'm not gonna make money just because you jump on the fucking episode when Nobody, you do yeah hundreds of interviews all the time it's like i don't know like then, you pay dude, you make you pay money to make money not just fucking pay people just to like talk to them like i don't know that was, it just rubbed me the wrong way i just didn't respond <laughs> I just didn't that's dude that's uh, like i said we ought we had i thought I thought the offer wasn't awful. He could have just been like, yeah, that's sorry, guys. He didn't have to be like, fuck you. I make that. Like, I, I don't give a shit what you make. That proves to me that I definitely wouldn't want you to do anything for us because you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of those people that I'm like still a huge fan of his work, but it's just like uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to pay like 150 bucks to fucking meet him at a convention. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. at least Robert England charges 150 but he's a fucking nice ass dude he, they say that he talks to you forever like i'll i'll, yeah. I'll pay that guy my money <laughs> like dude that's like i i'll never understand that whole aspect of it like being in the entertainment industry where 
the reason you're in the entertainment industry is you are called entertainment because people will like give you that opportunity. Like yeah. fans are why you are who you are, not because you are who you are. Like if nobody, you know how many people out there have done special effects in movies? You know how many people don't even get recognized that do special effects in movies? Tom Savini has a name because of George Romero. And George Romero is a pretty awesome dude because everybody yeah. I know that's ever met him, he's super cool. So it's like, why would you be shitty when your life depends on like being a guy that like fans like? Yeah. Because like you want your fans to want to watch your stuff and support you. I don't know why you would be weird with those type of people. I I mean, I get when you're to a point, you have to be selective. But like, dude, there's a ton of people that are way bigger than Tom Savini that are way cooler. Yeah. So I don't Wait. know. I, and nowadays you got people like uh, going back to Terrifier 2, Damian Leone did all his own effects and like how good those fucking things were. Oh, dude, it looks like, amazing. And he taught himself. So like, it's just going to start to have more people go, okay, fuck you, Tom Savini. I'm going to do yeah, my own shit. I'm going like, to do my own shit. Yeah, even I, if it yeah. doesn't look as good as Damian Leone, it's still not 10 grand, you know, just throwing away money to somebody that's going to yep. only do it for the money, not because they yep. want to. So I know. Which, I mean, sucks. I'm, Sure, he does some projects because he wants to, but it probably depends on it being his old buddies or something on it, you know. So. Sure, yeah. If like Romero was still alive, he'd probably work on a Romero movie. I'm assuming, but oh yeah, because that because that did give him a shot. But yeah, it's just it sucks to just in anything when you so many assholes, man. You got to like weed through so many shitty people. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think it makes, uh, uh, I know some people still like stick up for Tom Zavini being a nice guy and stuff, but I mean, he might be to some people, of course, but I think it's one of those things that it's just like, uh, I mean, I think it goes to say something that no, none of the like known people are using them anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so uh, it just goes to say something, you know, they're using mm -hmm. other people for, for a reason, you know, he's like a little too difficult in his age. I mean, which I guess they use them for black phone, but I feel like he, yeah. that was another thing I didn't really like because I feel like they were using his name, but the other guy, Jason Baker, did all the fucking work on the mask. It was yeah. like, See, why does Tom Savini sit on in every interview for this? It's a little <laughs> awkward. Like, I know. Oh, that makes me even more angry. Oh. Yeah. yeah that, bad taste in my mouth from that, dude. No, I feel you. But so pretty much um, moving into the segue of the hypothetical questions, you know, yeah. that mix of music and movies, I kind of want to throw out, you know, you mentioned that you guys, you know, tried to make a horror music video and stuff. I want to say, if you guys ever do a music video movie, you could do purple rain meets demons and do fucking like a show it like a, you know, a Zayo show, like a record release. That's all like you get trapped in fucking demons. Oh, that should be dope. Dude, <laughs> that's man. That, that way you could play badass. multiple songs, you know what I mean? Or yeah, whatever. But. And then you could like, see, that's well, we did our, we had one video that for one of the records like earlier like around 2005 2006 um and the video idea was like dan had a really cool idea of like you know were these ass like real shitty people we killed this couple that just got off of their um wedding like they just got married we killed them they die there's somehow like a uh supernatural weird like which type of thing that like brings them back to life in a certain time period and then they end up coming back and killing us oh yeah kind of like a like, grudge so, like in the movie the grudge yeah. like when something bad happens it like the reaction is supernatural you know what i mean yeah like, like so yeah. they were like so, like i guess zombies that came back and kill us and it wasn't totally you know we were i can't I, at that time i was like i don't know what to do and we had a friend that we got a, a pretty cool director to do the I think the video looks awesome, but we, I, I feel like an idiot in it, but um, we weren't really able to like flesh out the whole thing totally, but it was still cool to kind of work on like a, on a movie 
sort of like movie set because it was i mean the dude had like camera dollies like camera that went up into the like uh like on a crane like it was pretty awesome so we got the opportunity but i'd like to do something where it was just us and we could like you know not have to feel so awkward because it would just be all of us and who gives a shit if you're dumb yeah <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. i mean like no, that's a sick concept as well, but I feel you it's something that definitely feels bigger than a music video, you know, like uh could be definitely expanded on for sure. But uh dude, Dan, oh we come up with crazy shit all the time. Dan is like the king. He'll have ideas for stuff all day long. We gotta just I think we need to sit down and work on some ideas for for some horror stuff because we all love it. So fuck yeah. And of course you could score it. So yeah, but uh, but uh <laughs> so that kind of goes into both of my hypothetical questions. The first one being, uh, if somebody gave you guys, you know, like an unlimited budget to shoot a horror movie, the only, uh, you know, shtick was that you had to remake one of your favorite horror movies into a Ooh. short, you know, short film for a music video. Uh, what horror movie would you choose? And, you know, how would you turn it into a music video featuring, you know, you guys, of course. God damn. Honestly, I feel like what would really suit our band would be a movie. So let me think about that. So a movie that would have some sort of like person that kind of like sort of like, I don't think I'd want to do the shining, but like, I like the idea of how Jack Torrance, like slowly goes insane. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a Jacob's ladder, something like, uh... Oh, dude, perfect example. Actually that's what remake was whatever, but the Tim Robbins original, holy yeah. shit. Yes. Um, yeah. Something like that. Cause I think, if even with like our our latest record crimson corridor like the whole idea of the crimson corridor is that 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 crimson corridor sort of symbolizes where we go in our minds where we're in when we're in pain or when we're in anguish or when we're in you know anger or hate like all the hate you have all the like sadness you have like it's this corridor of the brain where like you know if you have like a i'm trying to think like a like a, like a moment where you can like kind of flash in your brain. These, like, this is, these are steps that happened in my life that made me put me this way. So like, it's already sort of cinematic in that kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of what like Zayo's lyrics kind of focus in on now, especially is just like that whole experience of like, you know, anxiety, depression, fear of certain things like, you know, just pain and loss. So we'd probably pick something that would be like, yeah, Jacob's Ladder, where you see a, a descent into like madness or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. cool. That's definitely a good one. Cause like you can, uh, you know, slow, like you said, slowly show the horror stuff, you know, started just like almost feeling like a normal, like that's one thing I like about Jacob's Ladder is like if you watch the movie without knowing what it is, it like mm -hmm. slowly becomes a horror film. It doesn't feel yeah. like off the bat, you know, like, yeah, you don't automatically yep. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, and then, of course, my second one, you know, like I said, kind of they both kind of go back to what we were talking about. And that's would you ever want to score a horror film? And if so, you know, I know it's uh, of course, this is completely hypothetical. So, you know, this isn't something that would usually happen. But if the option was given, you know, to what kind of subgenre you would uh, get to do, which one would you prefer? You know, whether it be a slasher, supernatural or even Ooh. you know sci-fi or something like that. I think what I, I would love, I would give anything to be able to score a horror movie. I think yeah. what I would probably end up going back to i mean i think like my note picture how's that like my the way i like hear different notes probably even though i'm like i don't believe in supernatural stuff like i think i'd be really good at scoring a supernatural movie because a lot oh, yeah. of like my note selection is really like on that kind of 
realm yeah. but it sucks dude because like i think i feel bad because like a lot of the movies that people are like oh you should watch paranormal activity i can't watch those movies even though like i want to and think it's cool and i like the whole like sort of first person or third person view like the camera and it's not really i just like supernatural stuff is goofy to me so yeah. like pos- like possession movies and eh, they just don't like i don't get as much out of them <laughs> yeah. so that's the one Unless they really stand apart like hereditary or something. It's like, yeah. 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 Cause like hereditary, like I really, or like even I felt like it was a little slower, but there was horror in other aspects of the witch. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, you don't sure that what happens happens in the movie, but at the same time, like that could be explained like totally naturally, like everything that happens in that movie until the very end. Yeah. it could be in her mind and all that stuff too so that kind of stuff i do like but yeah like when it's just a straight up like supernatural movie like there's this new exorcist thing that i the po or the russell crowe yeah, po- yeah i'm gonna watch that i can't watch that stuff it's just like it's goofy to me i don't doesn't scare me so now the reason i kind of want to see that one is because i heard that it like uh kind of leans into knowing what it is as far as like uh being kind of tro- like super tropey and like using the r rating to be like gory and shit at times so oh, i kind of want to see it that- just to be a little different yeah, yeah. And I will watch them. Like, I think what the only thing that bumps, like, they're just not as impactful to me because I don't, but if oh, it's yeah. something like that, like if you do like something where there's like really cool, like visuals and a thumb, I'm in. Yeah. But I'm with you. There's like 20 bad possession films to every good one. And it feels like, yeah. Or just really, one of the mill, you know, not necessarily yep. bad, but yeah. Well, cause even like, like the original exorcist, like I actually, as a movie, I totally appreciate that movie because yeah. of what it was. And like, I always try to like put myself in the shoes of somebody that just walks into the theater in seventies and sees that and they're like, what yeah. the fuck is this? You know? So, so I, I like that. I can, and I can kind of respect and enjoy what that movie is, but yeah, there's so many movies that they make, like all the haunting and Connecticut shit or like, yeah. or like the, the movies that they do like with the Warren family, like those two, the, those two have been like totally outed as con people. So yeah. like, why do we even give a shit about like Annabelle? Who fucking cares? Like we know that that stuff, they all, it's all there or Amityville horror even like, yeah, that stuff's all been kind of like, eh. <laughs> we know it's bullshit. So like, Oh, Amityville has gone wild too. I don't know if you've seen like how many movies they've made of that because it's like oh, technically dude, public it's... domain, the like Amityville name. There's yeah, like you can Amityville in space. Yeah. There's like <laughs> so much crazy shit. There's like the Amityville Turkey or, or thanksgiving or something like that and it's a killer turkey oh, like in the, like it's not as good not, as things killing obviously no yeah i was gonna say yeah. i'll give thanks i'll watch thanks killing but yeah fuck yeah anything, that's the turkey dude, movie that i'll <laughs> anything trauma does i'm always in for yeah hell yeah not for 100 but but uh, and then of course my final question i like to ask all my guests is uh do you have a horror story of your own and you know it could be something that was just crazy shit that happened to you in your personal life or you know out on the road mm. with the guys or uh like you said uh well i usually uh end with if you believe in the paranormal but you've already said you know you're not believing yes. that stuff so yeah. so okay i do have a really kick-ass story here's the thing i have to preface it because i it wasn't an experience that i that like tended to make me think any anyway like i said i don't believe in supernatural i don't believe in like any of that stuff i'm pretty atheist guy that doesn't so yeah. i don't i don't believe in any of that stuff but and i don't know how to explain this and i I can explain it away, I guess, but here, what was, it was really interesting. So we were on tour. This was earlier 2000s and we were on tour in Europe. We were on tour with a band called Marguerite D. Oh yeah. And love that band. I wish, I I think they still play here and there, but like, 
the band that they did before Martyr AD, Disembodied, is like one of my favorite things when I was starting in this kind of like genre. So got toured with them and we were in England. I think we were t- doing, it was like not a day off, but like we had a full day where we were able to like actually go look at stuff. So we yeah. went to the Tower of London and look, you know, did the whole thing. And it was a little later, like wasn't super early it was more like dusk so it was getting dark and we were i don't i don't even know where we were around where we like because i know like there's some areas of that where there were like people held captive in it and stuff so like you know the they tell you like oh this is where the bad stuff would have happened here or whatever so no joke and i can't explain it but the bass player from artery d her name was tara she was taking pictures, digital camera, taking pictures. She took this one picture and she got like her face. Like you could just tell she looked really like something was wrong. So she showed us this picture. It was like this foggy, like smoke figure. And it had three, it looked like it was a smoke figure with three fingers like this, like right at the camera. Yeah. And I've tried to get the, see if she still had this picture. Like, I don't know if she does or not. Yeah, because back then I might have been a little bit like, oh, that looks like something. Maybe it doesn't look like anything now. I don't know. Maybe. But man, all of us were like, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> what yeah. is that thing? And there really wasn't a lot of smoke when we took the where we were at. But like there was some fog maybe. And like, you know, camera light can do a lot of weird shit. But I'll do yeah. that thing looked like fingers and a face looking at the camera. Damn, I don't know. I don't know what the hell it was. Like I said, I don't maybe I I don't believe in anything because belief is dumb anyway. But like there's just no evidence. There's not enough evidence. And we'll never be able to actually have capability of getting evidence to show that that stuff exists, maybe in our lifetime. But maybe there is something who the fuck knows. I don't know. All I know is a lot of stuff I don't agree with and I don't believe in. But that picture was weird as shit. I still don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. I'm, I'm a full-on atheist, too. And, like, I don't really believe in any of that stuff. But I've had, like, experiences myself that I can't explain. It's just, like, uh, just one of those things that it's, like, it is what it is. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, like, like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't mean, believe in it. But <laughs> If there is, because, like, whatever, dude. Like, you know, if you get into physics and stuff, sure, there's energy. And, like, yeah, the en- I believe in energy more than, yeah, anything. Yeah, like, there's energy and there's things that could possibly, I mean, I don't think like there's a soul or there's people that like live on, but there might be like some sort of way energy kind of persists in ways that's not like, like a guy like, could have been panhandling shit and trying to hand it. And like, that's where it came, like, his three, yeah, hands, like, know, like he was handing shit out. So, who there could be, I mean, until we can actually verify that that stuff. Like I'm, I'll tend to go to the side that I am skeptical of everything, but that picture was definitely weird, but I've never had any, like when I was a kid, I would get scared a lot. I remember one time I felt like somebody grabbed my bed and shook it. Yeah. But then I don't know if that was just like something else, but I remember that kind of stuff happening. And when you're a kid, obviously I'm scared of any of that kind of stuff, but, um, but I've never had anything like other than that, that time with that picture that in the last, like, 20 years or whatever because i'm old i'm like i'm 44 so nothing else 
I agree hundred percent. They're like when I was a little kid, like I have one memory that like, it's not my memory. Of course, my mom tells me about it type thing, but sure. uh, I had one of those like three foot fall, uh, three foot tall power ranger figures. That was like, you know, kind of like it was stuffed, but you could move it or, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. it was like kind of like a stuffed figure, but it was like movable and stuff. And uh, she said, I ran out one night crying so hard and believes that the thing like turned its head and looked at me that she like started to believe me because of how much I was like refusing to go back in there and like, you know, truly acting like it and stuff. So wow, um, that's one of those experiences. I'm like, oh, I don't know, but like, I don't remember it, but it's just fucking wild. It's like, but like you said, as kids, it's kind of like hard to like, not like you might just be in a deep sleep and not re- be able to tell it, you know, or like a quick, you know, like the beginning of the sleep or whatever, not be able to tell the difference because you're just starting to doze. So. Well, that's dude, that's the stuff that I think super cool about this kind of talk is one thing we do know that like legitimate night terrors, like people that have sleep paralysis, like that's a real thing. So like, yeah. that's fucking scary. I mean, if you like, if you're like mind is awake, your body's not awake, but your mind's like still in a, state where you can like see images and weird stuff from your like that's crazy and holy shit that probably terrified me too um and there's like the documentary on that's fucking scary too that that the sleep paralysis documentary that everybody talks about but um so there's that and then wait i lost my train of thought so the sleep paralysis stuff is pretty creepy what was i thinking oh crap what was the other thing i was gonna say sleep paralysis lucid dream oh well, yeah, lucid dreams, but also like, dude, the thing that I think is really fascinating too is like how many times you can kind of talk. So, like carbon monoxide poisoning. If you have carbon monoxide in your house, I didn't know that carbon monoxide itself could make you feel like people are watching you. It could make you feel like you can, like, you'll start to see shadows and shit. So, like, a lot of house hauntings have been kind of explained by like, oh, there was a carbon monoxide leak in this person's house. And it's weird because yeah. you could just have enough where it doesn't like knock you out, but it's still like, like changes your senses to where like, oh man, something's here. Oh man, I can see shadows. Like, I feel yeah. like that's all that stuff's so cool, even on its own right. But yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I'm because, like I said, I'm with you. I'm 100% atheist, but it's yeah. wild the tricks a mind can play on the person. That's why I always believe somebody's story when they say something. And then, like, even if it, like I said, like I have my own experiences I can't explain. So sure. I don't expect other people to be able to explain theirs. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's like, I, I think too, like, people automatically think, like, if you claim that, like, you're like, I think you're dumb. No, like, dude, it's, there's a lot of experiences that like we still don't know what they are. We don't, we're, we're just learning about our brains. Our brains could do so much crazy shit. Like yeah. who the fuck knows what's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree hundred <laughs> percent, but hell yeah, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show. It's been a oh, blast chatting with you and stuff. Yeah. I love, this is awesome. I love talking about, it. I never, I don't think I've ever done anything where I've talked about horror movies or anything. This is super cool. Oh yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you I for coming on. Enjoy the rest yeah. of your day. Yeah. No, thank you. Awesome. Later. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week. So I'll be joined by the one and only TJ Rodolico, the band's Koyo, and Reina Salvation. Don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on Horror Movie Trivia Night coming up in Elizabeth City and Virginia Beach in the month of June, as well as all updates on the podcast. And also, if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link for that is in the description. Any kind of support is appreciated, so if you'd just like to share it or rate or subscribe, that's also appreciated as well. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and stay safe.